0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Cave to the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony. And uh, the purpose of this uh, apologetic uh, ministry is to uh, apply God's Word to philosophical thought. And so uh, we're going over different uh, books to um, kind of give you a a better understanding of uh, the world of philosophy and kind of do the heavy lifting for you. So uh, that's what we've uh, been doing with our good friend, Dr. Jason Lyle. And his keeping faith in the age of reason, and we're right in the middle of chapter five, which is kind of the uh, the details and looking at um, different accounts of uh, different passages and looking to see if there are uh, contradictions. Right. Of course, we have an understanding of a uh, perfect uh, Bible, uh, perfect God's word uh, passed down to us by divine revelation. So. Uh, it's not a matter of uh, man's hands, but of God's. And so with that uh, presupposition in mind, we uh, give um, uh, a, a more fair uh, treatment of God's word uh, than what uh, a critic especially asking these types of questions are. So that's what uh, that's what we're doing here. So this particular chapter he's
1: dealing with, uh, uh, you know contradictions that are, that uh, have to say, have to do with, um, the bat, the Bible says in one place, one thing, and in another place, something else, mm-hmm. right? So this is differences in details is what he calls this particular chapter. And we're up to, uh, to, uh, contradiction, sub- alleged anyway, mm-hmm. contradiction number 228. How did Judas die? Right. Did he die by hanging himself, or did he die by falling? Right. So, Matthew twenty-seven five says what?
0: And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself.
1: Oh, so if you hang yourself, then that means you die. You, uh, if you die by hanging, that means hanging killed you. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he died by hanging. Well, uh, you know that's that's terrible, tragic actually. And so life was tragic. Yeah. But what does uh, Acts one eighteen say?
0: Uh, speaking of Judas, now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness. Falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out.
1: Wow! So, so he fell off out of uh, off of somewhere so into something. this field, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, this graphic description of what happened when he hit the ground. Right. Yeah.
0: It, it, it seems like it. <laughs>
1: oh. So which one was it then? Did he fall and die, or did he hang himself and die?
0: Well, like most things, this is a yes question. <laughs> um, we see that uh, both things can be true. It's not always one uh, or one or the other, which is uh, what's uh, termed as a bifurca- bifurcation fallacy. Um, so there's kind of a, a, a number of different ways that this um, had happened. So um, clearly uh, Judas is distraught at what he'd done, realizing uh, his mistake, uh, it doesn't seem like he repented of, of it um, because uh, you have kind of the contrast, which John MacArthur has done at the Shepherd's Conference, a really good message of comparing and contrasting um, um, Peter and his denial of Christ and mm. then Judas' mm. denial of Christ. Mm. It was really, really well done. Mm. So I'll point, uh, point people to that and uh, link it in the show notes. Uh, so that means I have to remember to do so. Um, so uh, he departs from throwing the, the money into the temple, um, not even the, 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 the Pharisees want uh, the blood money which they are the ones that paid him for, which is an odd thing and go and buy his potter's field. Uh, so then uh, he uh, Judas goes out and hangs himself and he either uh, dies and then the rope breaks and he um, falls onto to the rocks and uh, his innards come outwards or he may have attempted to hang himself and then rope breaks, and then he dies by um, falling off a cliff, which mm-hmm. is um, all around the area where, where they were at.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, you get the get the feeling that he probably hung himself, died, the rope breaks, or somehow, and then he falls, and, of course, um, he is, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, well, he's described in there as his bowels being first mm-hmm. gushed out and that sort of thing. So, yes... That's how he died, right? It, it's it's not an either or situation yeah. here. It's it's both,
0: right? Well, and, and two, we have to realize It's called
1: splitting the horns of the dilemma, right? <laughs> yeah, Cut, it's cutting both. off the rope. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, th- this is a an arid uh, uh, environment. Uh, you know, the, the the body could have been out there for a while, and that's what the final result was. Or, um, you know, he just finds he's distraught and finds whatever rope and and does it incorrectly and um goes down that way so yeah um, it, it, in the end uh, the results are the same and uh this isn't an uh, either or it's uh one happens on the other so yeah, when exactly did he die? It doesn't ex- exactly tell us but uh by the end of uh uh, his uh, balls gushing out. Uh, yeah. we're, we're pretty so sure he that hung he,
1: himself, that. and then wherever he hung himself at, he he somehow he fell, and and uh, you know, and 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 he, we had this tragic uh, ending here. Mm-hmm. So he did both. He did both. Uh, the next one is uh, the question of of um, this question is actually the character of God. Mm-hmm. Right in this next one, uh, in uh, number two thirty nine. Is God merciful? Right. That's the question. Yes, according to various passages, um, but no, according to various passages. Right. Yeah. So that's the question here. Of course, Jason Lyle is having none of this as a <laughs> as a um, as a as a contradiction. He says this is uh, specious reasoning. God is merciful and full of, full of compassion, and no verse says that He isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. But God is also just right and so he will punish the wicked right so this god is both merciful and just right he's both um merciful but he also is a holy and righteous um, god who must punish the wicked Mm -hmm.
0: which looks like uh not having mercy uh to an unbeliever yeah so you know uh, God shouldn't hold me accountable for my actions because I didn't even know He existed. Right. And when I stand before Him, I'm going to say, uh, "Not enough evidence." Right, right. Bertram Russell. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and co-opted by others who've yeah. stolen stolen a, a, the the quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of
1: course, God will say, well, "Sure, it was." You, you, you know, First um, Romans chapter one says that the whole world is full of evidence, yeah. right? You just look around the creation, and all creation mm-hmm. is screaming that you know God is here, and you need to pay
0: attention, right? Uh, when it talks okay. about the the image of God, uh, where we are the the emissaries of of God here on Earth, and so when we look at other people, when we look into a mirror, uh, we are proclaiming like an image bearer kind of, uh, you can th- kind of think of it like a, a person who goes out to, um, to, to uh, different sectors of a city or, or uh, the, the nation and, and say, here's the edict of the King. Uh, our, our very embodiment of, of being who we are um, proclaims who God is. And yeah, so yeah. Um, e- even, even our own uh, looking into a mirror uh, uh, shows us, Uh, God,
1: Yeah. And uh, this is the marvel, the majesty, you know, of of the gospel, Mm -hmm. right? The gospel says that God um, um, is a holy and righteous, just judge, and he must punish sin, right? And so, and it says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So So stop. we're all done yeah yeah, yeah that's no it just. right and yeah. but notice what what would we call a a judge who refuses to punish sin i don't think we would so you know here here's hitler he's on trial let's assume right and he's done all these horrific and and wicked things and the judge says oh you know boys will be boys i guess it's okay you <laughs> yeah. know we wouldn't call that a a a, a A holy and righteous judge, Mm -hmm. right? We'd call that something. We'd call somebody like that wicked, probably at least unjust, right? Not a not a good judge. So then, the question then is, how can God be a just, holy, righteous judge who meters out, you know, a just penalty for sin and also be merciful, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know, a, a merciful judge who allows people to quote get away with it. Is not a is not a right judge, right? They are they're not doing their job, right. and
0: so the gospel
1: says that God can has done
0: both in Jesus Christ. And it's right. a good thing that He changes those of us who um, have come to repentance, because then we're not just going back out and saying, "Oh, okay, well, I'm good now, and I yeah. can go go and sin." We're we're fundamentally changed. Our 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 we're we're made. The dry bones are made alive. Uh, the stone heart is turned into a fleshly heart, so that it can be uh, pierced and pricked and and um, molded, uh, where where the the uh, clay jar that uh, that the the uh, creator can can mold to w- whatever he wishes. Of, yeah, and um, where we recognize this as, as believers. So. Yeah.
1: So so God then uh, uh, is merciful in that He pays the penalty for our sin. And he's just in that then the sin is punished. It's punished in in himself, in Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ. So he is both merciful and just. He's merciful because he, he forgives the sin, right, that we have done. But he's just because he's able to forgive it because it has been paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God the Son and therefore infinite. And so his death can cover a infinite amount of sin right right? and so we're all covered as we trust and believe in the in the work uh, of jesus christ that what he accomplished on the cross god can be both merciful and just and there's no contradiction right he's a good judge he judges sin and outside of christ you will be judged in christ you are judged in christ found guilty but then he forgives you because Jesus Christ pays for the sin, and so he is merciful. So mm-hmm. he's both merciful and just, and that is the amazing wonder of the gospel and what he accomplished right. on the cross.
0: Right? Um, the, the, the hard part of Romans uh, seven, eight, nine, it, it talks about God talking to Moses, saying, I will have mercy on who I have mercy. And I will have, um, let me read it here because it's, it's so good, uh, that in verse 15, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It is, it's God's will, it's God's desire, um, it's God's sovereign decree to have mercy and compassion upon those who he uh, wills and wants. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. All right, so the next one is, uh, let's see here we're uh, up to 258 is that where i think that's where we're, where we're up to next so we yes um yeah. the the matthew mark and matthew again passage.
1: yeah how much power did jesus have um matthew and mark uh, in one passage indicate that his power was limited but mark twenty-eight <laughs> eighteen indicates that his power
0: was unlimited
1: mm-hmm. so what in the world is going on here right
0: um so it's important to read these ones. So uh, Matthew twenty twenty three, And he said to them, uh, You will drink of my cup, but sit at my right hand, and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. Mark 6, 5, And he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And then uh, Matthew 28, 18, And Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me so for someone who has authority in matthew uh in mark it says that he could do no mighty work there except he did lay his hands on a few sick people and healed them
1: yeah so what's going on here right (laughs) could jesus did he have all power and authority could accomplish you know the idea of power is the ability to accomplish anything that you want to do anything that you want that's that's power and, uh, so is he all powerful, all authority, he can accomplish anything he wants, or is he limited, as Mark 6, 5 seems to indicate, and, and in that instance, he could only, you know, um, do, he could do no mighty works, mm-hmm. uh, in that particular area.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Lyle here t- calls it the semantic range fallacy, uh, checking the original language would be helpful, and then also reading in context, because, um, uh, some of the words uh, mean different things. Uh, but I think it's important, too, to, to realize that within the concept of the Incarnation, we do realize that um, there are uh, portions of Christ's uh, godship, uh, his, his manifestation, that he um, willingly um, subdued, uh, put, put aside. Um, he... Uh, emptied himself, mm-hmm. and so uh, there are kind of verses that allude to. Well, he seems to um, n- know certain things that uh, that he might uh, not otherwise know as a um, uh, just a man. So, like the the woman who touches the the tassel of his cloak, he mm-hmm. he, he recognizes. It. He he feels the power go out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to understand that. Um, it is Christ's ministry working through the Spirit is, is what he is um, he is uh, uh, able to a, accomplish. Right, right. Uh, he, yeah. he, he's giving us uh, the example of what we are supposed to do, which is to rely on the Spirit. Mm. And so the power doesn't come from himself specifically. Mm. He is baptized with the Spirit, and it's through the Spirit that he, he works and acts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, with regard to this specific issue, uh, Lyle, I think, makes a good distinction mm-hmm. here yeah. between uh, ability and appropriateness, <laughs> right? Yeah. So there, you know, while Jesus has the ability as God to accomplish all things, some things are not appropriate, right? He's, he, those are in a, Those are inappropriate. So he says, uh, when Jesus um, could not work many miracles in his hometown in Mark six five, this is not a lack of ability, rather it would have been inappropriate for him to bless those who had such a stubborn lack of faith, right? You don't throw, you know... Um, to the swines, those things that are pearls, pearls. yeah, (laughs) that kind of stuff. Right. So that, so there's a, so he makes a distinction here between Jesus ability, which he had the ability to do anything Mm -hmm. and the appropriateness, whether or not this thing could be done. He also indicates, you know, how we use the language can, could, uh, could fall into this. He says, um, you know, to say that you cannot do something doesn't mean that you don't have the ability. Right. This is this appropriate uh, ability distinction. He tells us to consider a lactose intolerant person being offered an ice cream cone, right? And he might say, "No, thank you. I can't eat dairy products." Wow. So this does that mean the person has no ability yeah. to eat the ice, the ice cream? Every time the ice cream comb?
0: approaches the mouth, it just goes off. Yeah, the yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I can't. Once I get it in my mouth, I can't swallow yeah. it. Or what? No, no, no. no. They doesn't the person doesn't lack ability right uh, rather it's 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 not appropriate for him to eat it because he has this con, you know
0: he uh, can't digest it well right? yeah he can't digest their lack of faith so yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't perform the 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 large deeds that they're they're so used to yeah and and we see throughout the gospels Jesus going and 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 bestowing uh healings on people who uh, don't listen to him. Yeah. Don't believe in him. Don't uh, even know who he is. Or, or how yeah. about Lazarus? <laughs> where, yeah, where's Lazarus's faith when he's dead? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's no belief in Lazarus. There's yeah. nothing I can do. No, yeah. he he's he has the ability to call the dead to life, and it's 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 even among people where the 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 one the one Bible verse that we all know is Jesus wept is he's weeping at the kind of false idea of this the sorrow that. Uh, people have when when they're coming uh to to be like professional weepers mm. um at, at uh, Lazarus's um gr- gravesite and then also recognizing that uh that um you know d- death overtakes uh man and so uh, the, there's there's uh, understanding of of um sh- showing what what uh, sin leading to death um um ultimately moves god to to do and to action so Lazarus being that perfect image of um, calling um, uh, believers from death into life. Um, so we, we, we see that a lack of faith is is never a, a, a hindrance on Christ in, right, in anything right. and anything so, else
1: but a but a, a person who is you know who is adamant, who's against him, who is you know, like the, the uh, Jewish leaders and that thing. Yeah, of he never does a miracle for them. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He yeah, He's very slow yeah. to show them any type of uh, miracles. Because
0: when he does, uh, they call him uh, uh, working out Beelzebub, and that's where he gives them the uh, the, the unpardonable sin by by saying, you know, the, the blasphemy against the Father and the Son yeah. will be forgiven. But you, you've witnessed this blasphemy, or that you've witnessed this power of the Holy Spirit where... You know, th- these are these are great signs that you're you're watching the the pinnacle of history, and you're attributing them to Satan. Uh, th- there's there's no forgiveness of this, and so you you see a majority of the of the Pharisees, uh, um, you know, uh, acting out against against Christ, m- minus maybe Nicodemus and a, a few others, yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. So they were so adamant in their unbelief that he was very slow to give them you know uh, opportunities because. You know, this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit—he could, they would be condemning mm-hmm. themselves, right? Yeah. Good. All right. So, um, semantic range fallacy, failure to check the original language, and to read the text. I like that this this uh, ability, appropriate distinction that he makes here to help us to understand this.
0: Uh, we are on one of our favorites, two sixty one. Uh, can God be found through reason alone? Romans one twenty says yes, but Job 11.7 say no. Um, Romans 20 says, For his invisible attru- attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. And Job 11.7 says, Can you find out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limits of the Almighty? Um, uh, kind of a... Um, a uh, rhetorical question of sorts, and so it seems like the answer is uh, no. You can't just uh, reason up to God. Mm. Um, one of the reasons that we like this uh, pun intended, I guess, uh, is that uh, it, it uh, brings in Romans one, which is kind of one of our favorite uh, staples in our in our study because um, it's it's kind of where uh, I guess our presuppositional understanding stems from, and then. Uh, goes into other passages too mm-hmm. but we, we really like uh, so he world. says
1: this one is for you to read the text in context <laughs> uh, especially Job yeah <laughs> no God cannot be found by unaided reasoning apart from right. M- revelation right because no human could know nothing could know nothing because humans could know nothing Sorry, uh, about uh, the divine uh, fr- apart from divine revelation right so of course not right but in Romans 1 is perfectly consistent with this when read in context with the previous two verses so why don't you start with 18 and 19 and then take us through to Romans uh, 1 20.
0: Yeah. A- 18 for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth 19 for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them and then twenty for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. So, who is it that reveals the things in the um, in the created things? It is God that has shown them. Mm-hmm. So, there's the the revelation that uh, has to occur. So, is it possible to? Uh, look at a sunset and come to uh, saving be faith a, in Christ. Yeah, uh, probably not. I but. mean, in the sense that you have <laughs> you have an, uh, uh, the, the gospel message um, uh, known to you. Yeah, so if it, you know the gospel message. It, it could message. be one of those yes. uh, yeah. uh, intermediate steps. Uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the the word of God. So um, the, there's there's a, uh, a a purpose to God's uh, revelation and. Um, it's the the means by which we come to saving faith in
1: Christ. Right, but is it possible to look at a sunset and recognize <laughs> that God exists? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, and we see people who become deists and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah. um, uh, Romans 1 talks more than just normal deism and, and looking out upon creation and just going, oh, okay, well, yeah. I can see that this is created or the intelligent design uh, aspect of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, the the job passage uh, is is always fun because uh, you always have to be careful when people proof text job because there are people that talk in job who uh, <laughs> you you pull quotes from and you're like well it, it's uh, it's like a, a calendar that uh, that uh, has one of those tearaway ones and it says you know if you uh, bow before me I'll give you the the you know the riches of the earth and you realize that's Satan actually talking mm-hmm. not really a good uh, d- d- uh, verse of the day text yeah. so yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, this Job passage is actually uh, Zephor uh, Z- Zophar and um, he's kind of asking these rhetorical questions to Job um, but this isn't coming from uh, God himself mm. Mm. Um, but can, can they be found through reason alone no it takes uh, uh, divine revelation uh, to, to do so
1: Right, so the Job passage, he says, can you find out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limit of the Almighty with the implication, no, you can't, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, no, we can't, not uh, by unaided reason alone but God can re- reveal himself with the things that are revealed in
0: nature. Right. Because if we kind of think of like, okay, the, the limits of God, uh, are there limits to God? Well, there. Are, in in certain ways, we can know the limits of God, like uh, can God sin? Well, uh, if we don't have divine revelation, we can say, well, you know, maybe they're uh, like the, the Roman gods who... Uh, there are the good ones and the bad ones and prometheus comes down and gives us fire but then he's yeah. chained up and uh you know the vultures come and eat out his eyes um, so yes there are, there are limits but um god is not limited in the sense that um he doesn't know what sin is it's just he doesn't um, uh, experience sin
1: yeah he's a, he's the a standard of good mm-hmm. he's he's the standard of morality and so all, you know, good is based on his uh, holy, perfect uh, character, who he is, that's, that's what good is all about. And so of course, uh, you know, he cannot, so as a result, he cannot do bad, evil, sin, right? He's the standard of what is good. And so whatever he does is good, right? And so... Um, Uh, So if he's the standard, then clearly, you know. Now, you know, there are some folks that say, so does that mean that uh, whatever God commands has to be good? Well, yes, but not by virtue of his command. Right. It's by virtue yeah. of his holy and righteous character. Mm-hmm. It's who he is. Yeah. And so his commands is an outflow of who he is. They're not just arbitrary. Right.
0: He pulls them right. out of thin air and yeah. says, murder is uh, yeah. wrong. This, this the, today. Yeah. today. But in, tomorrow, in, you yeah. know, wait and see. In right? this universe, but <laughs> yeah. not in the multi-universe. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we've yeah. got to try a certain number of things. And, And I'm pretty sure about this murder thing, but let's let's have a few alternative universes where murder is okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. so in order to say anything is good or bad, you have to have a standard, right, that you're appealing to. God is the standard. So if you don't believe there are any standards or an ultimate standard, then you can't say whether or not anything is ultimately good Mm -hmm. or bad, right? It's just, you know, an action that happened in a naturalistic universe i mean is one way that you'd have to say it i would think right but if god is who he is and he is and he exists as as the our standard of holiness and righteousness because of his holy moral character he's he's the standard and therefore now we have something that we can judge actions by Hmm. his his holy and righteous standard so I'm not sure exactly how that helps us with this passage, but anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> more more on Romans one, probably in future books. Yeah. yeah. All right. So
1: the next one is uh, I have here two seventy one. Is that what mm-hmm. you have? Yeah. All right. What is uh, the earth set? Upon what is it? What is it seated upon? The earth rests on nothing, according to Job twenty six seven. But the earth rests on pillars, according to First Samuel yeah. two eight and Job nine six. So is it nothing or pillars? What is the earth resting on? Or even maybe something else. But anyway, nothing <laughs> or pillars. What is
0: it? Yes. Uh, so uh, th- this is one I've, I've dealt with this one online, and I should not get into. Uh, to comment sections online, but um, it seems like an overabundance of uh, Christians are wanting to accept this uh, this understanding that the, the world is flat, and they don't realize that it started off as an internet joke, and uh, they use this uh, uh, pillars as, as kind of one of their key texts um, from from 1 Samuel and uh, Job 9. Um, but uh, Job 26 does say that the earth hangs on nothing, And we also know that uh, sometimes, uh, depending on uh, the type of language we use or the type of uh, meaning we're trying to convey, um, uh, pillars of the earth uh, don't always mean that here on on, uh, the 28th parallel and the 27th longitudinal, uh, do we have this uh, pillar that anchors the point and uh, you know there are turtles all the way down, type of deal. <laughs> uh, here we're, they're talking about kind of a um, a, a steadfastness, uh, having the earth be stable, and um, um, the the context of. The pillars of the earth seem to, um, in, in these passages, seem to denote the stability rather than physicality. right. So he
1: says this is a generic fallacy, and uh, failure to read the text in context. All the passages cited by the critic exhibit what he calls synonymous parallelism, which is a defining characteristic of human poetry, right? And so this demonstrates that these passages are, since that's what these passages in Job are dealing with here, then these passages are poetic in nature. We see this parallelism. And so when they're talking about pillars, it's a, it's a, it's a poetic expression with regard to, as you mentioned, stability, <laughs> and not a physical pillar that they're dealing with. Right. right. Clearly, the world is, you know. Is, um, is not on pillars, right? Otherwise, we'd bump into them at some point when we're in our travels. <laughs> yes, and,
0: but uh, see, NASA and the government and all governments of the world uh, uh, somehow... I, I, I never understand what the what what the end goal is to convince people that the that the world is is round it seems it seems odd to me, but I'm sure uh we're being called heretics right now in the comments section <laughs> uh we can't just be wrong or disagreed with we have to be a wolf in sheep's clothing That's so. right so that's all right wow yeah. okay yeah so
1: i can I can be a wolf without putting on
0: clothes yeah, I can man. be
1: a naked wolf. <laughs> Two seventy three is the next one that I that I have yeah, here. Is that's that right.
0: what? Yeah. Uh, uh, what did the sign over Jesus' head say? Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record it, and uh, this is uh, quite interesting um, uh, because you can kind of brush it off as uh, uh, this. Uh, what, what did the sign over his head say? Uh, this is Jesus, King of the Jews, or King of the Jews, or this is the King of the Jews, or Jesus now King of the Jews. Those are all the different uh, ones from. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John.
1: Yeah, so the question here you'd ask is which sign, right?
0: Y- yeah. Because well, and, 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 um, how many signs were there? Well, it seems like there's one, uh, but you have to realize the, the context in which the crucifixion takes place, and I'm talking about historically and culturally and uh, linguistically. And um, here we have um, a Jewish people, who are on this uh, cross-sectional street. Um, the, the people being hung are against the Roman Empire, um, or that, that should be what the, the, the case of, of this public crucifixion is because, uh, you know, if, if the thieves were just normal thieves, they'd, you know, have their, their, um, their punishment and they'd probably be go. Right. Uh, but it seems like these thieves are thieves who steal against the Roman occupation and uh, for the purposes of rebellion, uh, which um, Pontius Pilate was definitely concerned about um, and at it this was time in this place, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, wanting to make a a, um, a uh, impact on people, so you have uh, this being done in uh, a, a Jewish setting, uh, and also you have a um, uh, a Roman uh, edict carrying it out. But then you also have kind of a, a worldwide language, which I mean, this kind of shows you just how important this time and this place was for uh, Christ to come. If you think like, well, why did Jesus wait until this time? It seems like you have a common language, you have uh, an army that has pretty much conquered the known world, and you have kind of a, 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 a all streets leading to Rome, yeah. so they all go out from Rome. Yeah. Um, yeah so absolutely. it's it's it really is kind of the uh, the, the triple threat, uh, kind of
1: a universal
0: highway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in order to communicate with the Jews, the 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 random person on the street walking to and from um, uh, Jerusalem, and also uh, just uh, the the Romans themselves, uh, you probably have it in three different languages: the Greek, the Hebrew, and the Latin. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, there's probably one sign with these three types of uh, of languages on it, and um, Matthew tends to write towards the, the Jewish audience. Uh, John tends to write towards a, a Greek uh, setting. And um, uh, uh, Luke tends to write uh, both to a Greek and, and, and uh, Latin or Roman uh, mm-hmm. uh, audience as well. And it's Mark who's the one that kind of uh, gives, the, gives the parts that are, are common between the three. So um, we see... Uh, that it doesn't have to be super specific in, in that, but each each author gives probably a, a section of the, yeah, the sign so, that So so if you
1: read John, I think it's uh, nineteen twenty is what he refers to right after the. So read John nineteen nine and then twenty, and he says, "Well, obviously you'll see both of these, right?"
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, John nineteen nineteen through twenty says Pilate also wrote an inscription, put it on the cross. It read. Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews, many of the Jews read the inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek.
1: So there it is. It's so which sign or which inscription, Mm -hmm. you might ask, right? Well, it depends on what language, um, you know, which one of the languages Mm -hmm. that you were referring to. And so it seems like here that depending on the language you're referring to, Uh, there was a slight variation in terms of how it was expressed, right? The meaning is the same. It was expressed Mm -hmm. slightly different in each of the
0: languages. Right. But there is a reason why it was written in in those types of languages, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: You know, I, I think we've gotten to about the end of this section as yeah,
0: well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good ones in this yeah, section. Yeah. Um, so I, I, so don't don't let us think that we've taken the yeah. all, all the good ones. Right, right. <laughs> and so there's several
1: more. Maybe we should uh, stop at this point and then come back and uh, and finish this up uh, uh, the next time.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. Okay. All right. So thanks for joining us, everyone, and see us next time. We'll see you.